just off the uh, off the back of the news that we obviously shared last week about um, um, Sam's death, um, and I just wanted to really just speak into that this morning. So um, we're going to record and upload this, but this is today's preach, if you like. Um, we are going for it this morning, um, and I just really want to share some encouragements and reflections from um, Revelation chapter 22. Um, even last Sunday evening as we shared the news about uh, Sam uh, and what had happened, I really felt like at the back end of that meeting God laid on my heart um, Revelation 22 and it's just been living with me all week really and it speaks right into the moment that we're living in. Uh, yes, the sorrow and the pain that we shared last week but also the pain and the sorrow and the sadness that marks each one of our lives in so many different ways and marks the moment that we live in um, in our culture right now. I, you know, we don't have to look far to realise that we live in a very broken and hurting world. We know that loss and pain and sorrow and heartache are a part of this current age, both at a personal level and at a global level. And as followers of Jesus, I just really felt I wanted to speak into uh, the end of the story that we're live, that we're called to remember and to long for. And I don't know about you, but when we shared the news that we shared last week, when we go through trials and tribulations in our own lives, even last night again, hearing the Prime Minister talking, it makes me hunger for the end of the story to come quickly. It makes me long for the promise that Jesus uh, makes uh, at the end of the story that we're living in, want to come um, come quickly um, and come now that um, that whilst the direct someone said in the prayer meeting this morning that while the direction may seem unsure the destination is completely and utterly secure and I just I just really felt like all week God's been reminding me for, for us as followers of him to to be caught up and live with a passion for the end of the story that gives us hope and confidence and assurance and so I'm just going to read um the whole of Revelation chapter 22. I'm hoping that Phil's going to be able to put it on the screen um, um, and um, you can follow it along as I read it. Um, and then I just want to draw out um, just two very, very quick points from it. I'm not going to preach for a long time. You'd be pleased to know. Uh, I just want to share a couple of thoughts really um, from that. So we're reading from Revelation 22. I'm reading um, from the ESV. Um, well, it's come up on the screen. Thank you, Phil. Um, this is John's vision. This is after everything he has seen. Listen to these words. Maybe you just want to close your eyes if you'd like to, just to focus on God. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city, also on either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit for each month. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and of the Lamb will be in it, and his servants will worship him. They will see his face, and his name will be on their foreheads, and night will be no more. Praise God. They will need no light or lamp or sun, for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. And he said to me, these words are trustworthy and true. 
And the Lord, the God of the spirits of the prophets, has sent his angel to show his servants what must soon take place. And behold, I am coming soon. Blessed is the one who keeps the words of the prophecy of this book. I, John, am the one who heard and saw these things. And when I heard and saw them, I fell down to worship at the feet of the angel who showed them to me. But he said to me, you must not do that. I am a fellow servant with you and your brothers, the prophets, and with those who keep the words of this book. What a great sentence coming up. Worship God. Oh, got stuck on. Okay, I'm going to go back to my Bible here. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Let the evildoer still do evil and the filthy still be filthy and the righteous still do right and the holy still be holy. Behold, I am coming soon, bringing my recompense with me to repay everyone for what he has done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Blessed are those who wash their robes so that they may have the right to the tree of light and that they may enter the city by the gates outside of the dogs and the sorcerers and the sexually immoral and murderers and idolaters and everyone who loves and practices falsehood. I, Jesus, have sent my angel to testify to you about these things for the churches. I am the root and the descendant of David, the bright morning star. The spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. Let the one who desires take the water of life without price. I warn everyone who hears the words of the prophecy of this book, if anyone adds to them, God will add to him the plagues described in this book. And if anyone takes away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God will take away his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. He who testifies to these things says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. The grace of the Lord be with all. Amen. Seven times in this chapter, the last chapter of the Bible, John uses this word come or I am coming. And as, for those of you who know your Bibles, you know that the number seven is hugely important. And in Revelation, seven is a repeating pattern. So when John writes something seven times, it should make us sit up and take no, and there's a beautiful kind of flow and intertwining nature to how John uses the word come here between Jesus's promise and the church's petition, between the confidence we have in him and the cry of our hearts. And, and so Jesus three times in this chapter says these words, I am coming soon. You know, John has seen a vision of the, what is to come. John has seen a vision of the new heavens and the new earth. And Jesus now says, behold, what you have seen, I am coming soon. He says it in verse 7, in verse 12, and in verse 20. And as those who follow Jesus, our confidence and our hope and our firm foundation is grounded in the truth that Jesus Christ is returning to make all things new. That one day soon, Jesus will return to wipe away every tear from our eyes and death will be no more. 
Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things will have passed away. The world as we know it will not always be like it is now. The sadness that we shared last week about Sam will not be our story forever. The pain and the sorrow that we face up to at points in our lives. The sadness of what we heard last night, again, as the Prime Minister talked about going back into lockdown. The challenges of COVID won't be our story for all time. Jesus Christ is coming soon. That's the promise of Revelation 22, verse 6. These words are trustworthy and true. And the heartbeat of our hope as Christians is when we are faced with brokenness and pain, we cling to the promises of scripture. And in our waiting for the new creation, we put our confidence in the truth and the trustworthy nature that Jesus Christ is returning. He will return to make all things new. We hold firm to the promise of Jesus. And it's the promise of his return that motivates us towards faithfulness and towards hope in the midst of evil and pain and brokenness and sorrow and loss. Behold, I am coming soon, declares Jesus. But in this passage, not only is there a promise, but there's also a petition. As well as Jesus saying, I am coming soon, this passage also says three or four, uh, four times, it describes how the church is to respond to the fact that Jesus is coming soon. In verse 17, we read this, the spirit and the bride say, come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come. And then in verse 20, come, Lord Jesus. We have this promise that Jesus Christ is returning to make all things new. Of that, we can be totally confident and assured. What God has spoken will come to pass. But at the same time as this promise, God also through this scripture calls the church towards petition. And when we don't know the words to say, the cry of our heart is to be this, come, Lord Jesus. Come and return, Jesus. Come and bring your kingdom on earth. Come and make all things new. Come and bring healing and justice and, and redemption into this world in light of pain and brokenness. But in light of the promise of Jesus that he is returning, the cry of our hearts and the petition of the church is to be come, Lord Jesus. Come quickly, come and redeem and renew all things that we can come and even when we don't know the words to say the cry of our hearts is to be one of come and let the promises that are that are true in revelation 21 and 22 come quickly lord jesus and renew and redeem all things let your kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven assured of the promise that he is faithful and that he will accomplish that which he has set out to do Assured that Jesus Christ is the one who was, who is, and who is to come. And so in this passage, we just see this beautiful flow between the promise of Jesus, where he says, I am coming soon to make all things new, and the response of the church, which is come, Lord Jesus, and let it come to be. I love how, it, how he finishes really in verse 
21. This summarizes up this beautiful kind of flow and the intertwining nature of the promise of Jesus and the petition of the church, where Jesus says, surely I am coming soon. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. And my just encouragement to us today really is in these days of loss and pain and challenge, uh, both at a personal level as we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, as we all face different things in our lives, as we listen to the news yesterday uh, of, of lockdown and COVID and things. I want to call us to, uh, to remember once again the promise of Jesus and to allow our hearts to petition him that his kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. Assured of the promise, it causes our hearts to cry out, come, Jesus, come. And then John finishes the last words of the Bible, the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. You know, the loving kindness of him, his mercy, his goodness be upon each one of you today. And then he finishes with amen, which, you know, in scripture means let it be fulfilled everything that he's seen everything that he's seen everything that has happened through the book of revelation he says amen let it be so and so i just really wanted to encourage us with that um today that we would be those who live with the promise of jesus's return in the midst of pain and sorrow but we also live with the petition of the church to come lord jesus and so i just want to um there's a song that i've been listening to all week um, which really speaks into this kind of moment, speaks into Revelation 22. Um, so we're going to try and play it um, through through YouTube. If it doesn't work, I've got the lyrics here. Um, I'll, I'll read them out. Um, and I just want to really invite us to use this to really um, worship, to spend some time before God, recognising the pain and the frustration that we'll all feel personally on different levels um, into different things. Some of what we shared last week, some of your own circumstances of life but also the global moment that we're living in. Um, just allow these words to penetrate your heart, allow them to cause worship to flow from you. And then after that, we're gonna go into breakout rooms and really just pray um, off the back of this. So go for it, Phil, hopefully it will work. Amen. I love the, um, the last verse. I just wanna read it over us again. Come Lord Jesus, King of heaven, come in victory. Now the darkness is defeated. You have set us free. It is finished. Death is beaten. Love has overcome. Every tear will turn to gladness. Every battle won. Joining with the saints and angels, praising you alone. There will be with you forever our eternal home. Amen.